the powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, everybody, and we are rocking out at the Insights Innovation Exchange Conference here in Atlanta, Georgia. This is Lori Schwartz. I am your tech cat, and we are broadcasting live on Voice America. And we have here, of course, the fabulous Ryan Treasure, who is VP of Business Operations here. And we have our producer, Robert, as well. And we're about to jump into a great conversation with Daryl Weber, who is with Zero Mile, who's going to talk to us about his new book, um, all about... Um, using neuroscience uh, to get into marketers, uh, helping marketers understand brands better. Um, And of course, that's the topic of conversation here at IIEX is all about like new ways to get into market research. So um, I'm very excited to talk to you. And you have a new fabulous book called Brand Seduction, which is, um, I just love the name of that. I had no idea we were going to get into sexy talk. <laughs> hey, you never know. Yeah. So, Daryl, tell us about your background and, and what you're doing and how you, you came to write your book. Sure. Well, I've been working in marketing and, and sort of brand strategy and innovation consulting for the past 15 years or so. Started out in advertising, um, then worked out a consultancy for a long time, strategy, brand strategy work, um, and then was most recently at the Coca-Cola company here in Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, for the past four years, but recently left and wanted to write this book and focus on that. Um, and the, the psychology neuroscience some, uh, was just something I've been interested in, in for many years. I actually studied it at undergrad um, and then always really wanted to apply it to the marketing I was doing. But really, it wasn't something you could easily bring up in a meeting. You know, you say the word unconscious or neuroscience in a meeting and everyone's right. eyes kind of glaze over. And, and your role at Coke was was in the research area? No, actually, I was, uh, they called it a creative strategy. So I was global director of creative strategy, okay. um, which is really understanding consumers and, and brand strategy. So understanding where we want our brands to go in the future and then working with our agencies to deliver ad campaigns that deliver against that strategy. Got it. Okay. I, okay. I, I'm very familiar with your role having come from Interpublic for many oh, years. Great. So, yeah. so I get, so, and it's interesting that that led you to this. So, so were you exposed to neuroscience in your role and that's what got you turned on? Not really. And I, actually it's really the lack of exposure to it. Oh, <laughs> you know, okay. Interesting. It's almost, it's almost, you know, you hear everyone talking about emotions today in marketing, right? And everyone's saying, oh, we need to tap into consumers emotionally and reach them emotionally. I just saw so much confusion around what that meant Mm -hmm. and what that actually is and what emotions really are. Um, And just studying emotions from the neuroscience angle, neuroscientists have a very different definition of it than marketers do. Um, And I had just seen these two worlds and and sort of decision-making, and there's been great strides in the neuroscience research and understanding how humans make decisions, but it wasn't getting translated over to these marketers I was working with, like huge chasm between the too, right? Mm-hmm. Marketers want to think of, of their work as sort of artistic and creative, um, but you know they don't want to hear this sort of science end of it. And I just thought maybe there's an opportunity here to, to translate some of that science over and make it not just a- applicable, but actually inspiring. I, I really think a lot of this neuroscience that exists, I know the word neuroscience can be kind of scary yeah, and, and yeah. off-putting, but I actually find it fascinating and amazing just understanding how humans' brains work and how our minds tick. Um, and if you can put it in that kind of just everyday language and easy to understand, uh, you know, I think it actually will show marketers, wow, you know, maybe we are thinking about this in not the right way, or maybe we should look at the sort of the unconscious side of things um, because it is pretty well established science at this point, but we're just not using it as marketers. Now, I've, I've had some exposure to neuroscience where we're measuring like sweat, temperature, things like that on people as they look at creative, yep. um, at, you know, all of those different things and being able to really understand 
the emotional response to 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 brands. And in fact, um, I was doing some work with a company at one time where they were looking at the El Pollo Loco menu, and what they were measuring the galvanic skin response. Yep. What they were measuring was that people were almost having heart attacks when they looked at the El Pollo Loco menu because it was so. <laughs> so not actually from the food itself, right? Just from the menu. It was yeah. just from the emotional response to the menu because it was so confusing. Mm-hmm. And so El Pollo Loco knew they had to rebuild the menu um, because it was too overwhelming. And that is a huge, fabulous insight. So is that kind of along the lines of what you're looking at? Yeah. So that's that's the new field of neuromarketing, right? Mm -hmm. There's market research where people are trying to bypass the conscious mind and go directly to the unconscious. So measuring galvanic skin response is one example, right? There's many other techniques being used like facial coding or eye tracking um, or even, you know, very more advanced where you start getting fMRI and actual brain scans or EEG where people put uh, probes on your head. Um, So it's getting very advanced. I think that field is still emerging. It's still growing. And there's a lot of, you know, there's some debate and some controversy of, of how well it works. And even here, you know, there's a few uh, vendors providing neuromarketing. Um, but I, I know, having seen it from the client side, that there's a lot of confusion or even some people being scared of it, right? Are we, are we creating zombie consumers or what's really going on there? So I think it's a really new emerging field. Um, I think it's right it's, you know, its goal is right to try to look past the conscious mind and, and say, how are these unconscious, how are people unconsciously relating to brands and making these decisions? Um, but I still think there's a long way to go until it becomes really effective and really embraced by the broader marketing community. And uh, is there a particular type of neuroscience that you personally are the most passionate about? You know, like, do you think there's one that is the most interesting? <laughs> um, out of the, the new techniques, there is one technique in particular I like. Uh, it's called implicit association test, the IAT. Mm-hmm. Um, um, just because I come from that creative strategy angle where I'm trying to create these sort of inspiring brand strategies. And um, that test in particular tests these uh, associations that a brand will have. So, you know, if you're talking about a soda brand, you can say what associations, what sort of connections does it have? And that that really gets at this underlying feel of a brand. And I think if you can understand where a brand sits today in terms of its feelings and where you want it to go, that's actually a really good strategy and really liberating to a lot of creatives. Who it, are gives, be it has on long, it. long-term impact. On, yeah. on the brand strategy. Said, and are you doing that through hooking up electrodes and asking questions and saying, no, you're lying. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, you, you did kill her or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of these tests are very similar to lie detector yeah, tests yeah. for sure. Um, I don't do any of that testing myself. I'll leave that to the market research professionals. Who, right, who right. That. Um, I, I, I'll partner with them sometimes and try, then try to work with the agencies to translate that right, into a right. strategy. And, and that totally makes sense too, because often I find, and so much of my role as a technology catalyst has been to translate what the vendor is doing to the brand. Mm -hmm. And you speak the language of both so you can really serve up the value proposition because it's really hard for, you know, people that aren't in this space to understand what you're talking about. And so, so what, what else is your book talking about? Um, can you give us any insights into some of the things that you're, you've written about? Yeah, sure. So yeah, exactly. I'm trying to straddle that line between understanding the science and then translating it over to these creative marketers. Um, so I go through the first section of the book is kind of the, these topics of psychology and neuroscience that I think are applicable to brands. Mm-hmm. So things like perception, just how we perceive the world around us and how actually a lot of that is really an illusion created by our minds and our unconscious. Um, and then attention. Are we all in the matrix? Is that what you're going <laughs> to yeah, tell <possibly>. me? Yeah, <laughs> possibly. Uh, it's almost like that in a way. Um, 
And then attention. So obviously marketers are all trying to get attention, right? But there's a lot that's being learned about what's called implicit learning and sort of this unconscious attention that we, we're learning things without even realizing it. And our mind is processing things other than what you're focusing on directly in front of you. Um, so maybe attention works at these more complicated levels than most marketers realize. And then memory, you know, we all try to get memory. And, and here at this research conference, everyone talks about explicit recall. You know, can they remember what I told them? But maybe it's not so much about explicitly recalling the exact message you said. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's more about this feeling you part with someone and they may not even remember seeing your ad, mm-hmm. but it can actually still leave that feeling with you. And that can actually affect your decisions later. And when you say explicit recall for, for people that are in the research game, that is, did my ad have impact? Are they remembering it? Did, did it even work? Right. Did exactly. it do what it's supposed to do? Yeah. And, and so everyone's really at this conference concerned about that. That's like the thing that we all want to know. Are we spending yeah. our money smartly? Right. I, I think the problem is people take it too literally sometimes where they're saying, oh, I, I said this message in my ad. Do people remember that exact message? Mm-hmm. Where what a lot of research is showing, people may forget that message pretty quickly, but actually they'll have some kind of impression of your brand from your ad right. and that that can make a real difference. So I think as, as marketers, we just need to... Un- understand what is that sort of underlying message that we're communicating yeah. and, and how can we shape that and mold it? Um, so I talk about that in the book and, and kind of emotions and what they really are and decision-making, how all of this kind of influences our decision-making at shelf or online um, when you're actually going to buy something. Who do you think is doing it right in the neuroscience space right now? Like who's really, you know, leading? Are there any brands that are really playing correctly or, or really being innovative? Yeah. So you know, I'm not going to talk about the neuromarketing vendors. I'd rather talk about a brand yeah, doing well. Yeah, so, yeah. um, one, one I love is uh, Warby Parker, yeah. you know, the eyeglasses. Yeah. Uh, I think they have done a phenomenal job of building just a, a strong gut feel for their brand, kind of at the unconscious level almost. Mm-hmm. And they, the process they followed actually, and I, I've kind of researched the, it, the, um, founders. They've done a lot of interviews, talked about how they started this brand. At the time when they were launching, there was a lot of direct competitors. There were things like uh, Glasses Direct or sort of very functional like ways of selling glasses online. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, from the start, knew they had to be more of a lifestyle brand and have much, uh, a very defined feeling and personality. And they actually created uh, like an a in-depth mood board where they were discuss- you know, figuring out what is our brand really? Is it preppy? Is it nerdy? Is it literary? It's some combination of those things, right? But it's still cool and chic. Yeah. And they actually created this really interesting collage of images that they argued for years, apparently. Um, but that, like creating a collage like that and building what I would call their unconscious brand feel, or what I call in the book is their brand's fantasy, mm-hmm. um, I think really served them well in differentiating them and setting them apart and giving them something consumers can really relate to and attach themselves to. It's not just a new way to buy glasses. It's a whole brand that I'm buying into and connecting, right? So they're not standing for something emotionally in in the classic sense where you're going to say, oh, they're about like pride or happiness or something. They just have this feeling that they're like literary chic or something like that, you know? Um, And it's hard to define. It's a bit messy the way I talk about this, but but they embraced that and actually created this collage that gave them these feelings. And I think it served them really well. So there's a lot of thought that goes into the creation of all these brands. And then what you're doing, what you're talking about helps them get there basically. So if I was a brand struggling with who I am in the space, doing some research leveraging neuroscience could unlock some insights for me that will help guide me towards that strategy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
and even uh, you know most marketers have a positioning document that's like here's what our brand is on the a brief page. right the brand the brief, brief yeah. or even like you know an architecture or mm-hmm. some a wheel or, you know there's like circles like yeah all, all kinds of an onion. powerpoint shapes right exactly <laughs> um, those are usually just very conscious focus so like what's the brand benefit what's the target the insight right, right. those elements are important of course you need to know those but I'm saying you know leave those as the conscious side also just as important is understanding this unconscious side of your brands so what's that mood or feel or personality that's connected to your brand and that's what consumers are really going to connect with and that's what I'm saying like Warby or many other brands have done a great job doing it usually they do it by accident right they sort of build a brand through their agencies through their designers um, and you sort of like I know it when I see it you know or it feels right or it doesn't right, right. I'm saying you can actually be more strategic about it if you understand it and try to build it get from into the start heads, right. yeah. um, and where are you are you posting and writing more do you have a blog like where can we find out more about where, how you're doing with everything yeah I'm uh, online at daryl-weber.com that's d-a-r-y-l dash weber w-e-b-e-r.com and um, the book is brand selection seduction brand seduction and is it available on amazon amazon barnes and noble wherever books are sold yeah and it's a beautiful book and that's because it's a perfume brand so we're (laughs) (laughs) which i love perfume um uh and are you speaking a lot these days and tweeting Uh, where can we follow you there yeah i'm on twitter at branded cortex um, and yeah, doing the speaking, trying to, you know, talk to people about the unconscious side of brands for companies, conferences like this, all kinds of events. And, um, any last thoughts about any up and coming tech trends or anything that's been bubbling up that you're really interested in that would impact the neuroscience space? Um, well, the IAT again, I mean, the implicit association test, I think it's, it's getting some traction. I don't think it's being used nearly to its potential. And I think so if brands start to understand how important those unconscious associations are, I, I can see that IAT uh, being far more popular and far more valuable, really. And one last question, because you were at Coke for so long. Um, you know, did you drink a lot of Coke when you were at Coke? <laughs> uh, mostly Coke Zero. Mostly Coke Zero. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of smart water. You yeah. never know if someone's a Coke, Diet Coke, or Coke Zero person. Yeah. So it's it's always good to ask. Well, we have been speaking live to the fabulous Daryl Weber, author of Brand Seduction, which is all, all about how marketers are using neuroscience here at IIEX, which is the Insight Innovation Exchange Conference, which is a top uh, conference around research and marketing and insights for businesses um, here in Atlanta, Georgia, live on Voice America. Daryl, thank you so much for for talking to us. And um, I can't wait to hear more about the work you're doing in this space because it's so cutting edge and and so interesting. I always tell people get out of my head, but you're really getting in my head, which is a good thing. I'm trying. Thanks, (laughs) thanks, Laura. Great to be here. Thank you so much. Back to you, my friends at Voice America. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. 